Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. I'm so excited. I'm so grateful to have you together on this ride again today as we talk about winning in loss. Now that seems totally counterproductive and counterintuitive, doesn't it? That we could see the win and the loss. But some of you that know me, you know that I tend to be the person that not only finds a silver lining in the clouds, but often finds that there were never any clouds. It was just silver covered in cotton candy. You see, there is most definitely a win, even in the greatest of losses, but we have to be open to it. We have to be willing to see the win in the midst of the most horrible of losses. You know, there's the easy way, of course, of, uh, you know, of going through and living our life. And that's just allowing circumstances to dictate where we go, to react to everything that happens. And we've talked about that on the show before, about the difference between responding and reacting. You see, when you respond, you take a beat, you take a minute, you decide how you're going to, you know, deal with things to, if you will, react. When we react, we just purely and simply do whatever the first thing that comes to us is. And many of us have fallen into the trap of just kind of allowing life to blow us around back and forth, driven on the, the waves, the sands of time, if you will, and never really truly learned how to respond or maybe just for a time, we're in a space where we just react back and forth and we have to get back to responding. Loss, and I never want to diminish what you may be going through, the losses of other people. Um, loss is tough. Grieving is such a process. Um, I mean, I remember, oh gosh, it's been a lot of years ago now. Um probably 10 years ago now that my I found out my best friend Ron had passed away and Ron was that kind of friend I hope you've had at least one friend like that uh, Ron was that kind of friend that it didn't matter if we talked for a couple of years the minute we were together the minute we even picked up the phone and we're talking to each other we were instantly still brothers we were connected on a level so much deeper than DNA and I'll never forget how gut-wrenching it was the day that his widow called me and told me that he had passed away and that in going through his stuff, she had found my phone number and wanted to call and let me know. Um, you know, and there are times even now, um, you know, he was the lead guitar player in, in our band and, um, you know, we made a lot of really great music together and even still when I'm listening to the radio or, or you know, watching something on TV and I, I hear a really good lead guitar player or, you know, a, a really popular, um, you know, guitar solo from an 80s song, I tear up a little bit. You know, grieving is a process like that. Um, there are some hurts that happen in our lives and I'm sure you've been through them too where just the right thing that gets said or a smell or a feeling and we can be right back there to when that person hurt us so deeply now we can get to the place where we forgive we can get to the place where we're not stuck in grief we can move on it's very possible and sometimes there's some real power in that but grieving is one of those kind of things 
whether it be the loss of someone or a hurt that someone did. Grieving is one of those kind of things that kind of is tricky, you know, and it, and it can play in and out of our lives. But there are some strategies that even in the worst, most difficult of griefs, that we can win. We can win in what the world would see as the biggest of losses. I saw the greatest commercial. Um, it might have even been during the Super Bowl. There weren't a lot of good commercials during the Super Bowl. But this one was really inspiring. Um, and it was basically showing the Olympic uh, swimmer that, um, you know, basically she only has, uh, you know, she has no legs below her knees. Um, and, and the medals that she's won and all that. And they are talking about, and I might even tear up just, you know, telling you about it. They were talking about the call that her adopted mom got, um, explaining that, you know, they have a child, they have a baby for you, but here's all the difficulties the baby had, and the baby's going to have to have, you know, both legs amputated below the knee, and she will never, and, and all those things. And such a good commercial. The mom says, but she'll get a lot of love. And out of the deepest of losses, now, on both ends, you know, here's this little baby that has to has, have amputations. Um, and on the other end, here's this person who has gone to adoption to give the love that they have to give to a child. Um, and they've been waiting. And they finally get the call and it's not exactly the dream that we have. And yet it's in those moments often that the greatest, the greatest of opportunities rise up to meet us. Some of the biggest challenges in my own life and probably in yours too have come out of some of the most difficult, if not shattering events in our life. Someone says something or does something and our lives by no choice of our own are forever altered. We find ourselves laying on the ground, shattered, broken, sobbing. That kind of cry that you feel like when you're done crying, there will be no more of you left that the tears will flow out of you until you are literally emptied out from the inside and you will be over, you will be done. And yet, even out of those kind of circumstances, some really amazing things can happen. Even out of that shattered, laying, broken on the floor condition, God is there to take you by the hand and help you back up, to put you back together, and to help you see that in that, and I'm not saying that he did it to you to pick on you, that he's a bully with a magnifying glass burning off your feelers, but just simply that there is nothing that comes across you, that there isn't already a means to make opportunity out of it, to make something wonderfully delicious, you know, lemonade, out of lemons. Sometimes we find ourselves feeling shattered. The loss is so great. And it feels like it's impossible to ever get back to even just good, let alone to win. And for some of you, when I talk about winning and loss, you're probably not even at a place yet where you really even feel like living in the loss is going to be enough. But today I want I have a couple of really great authors that I'm going to bring to you and I want to share them with you and help you see the secrets to winning in loss to learn how in the worst of all circumstances you can thrive you can learn you can grow you can be even greater than you ever dreamt possible not because I want you to go through that thing but since you did Let's learn the secret of winning and loss as we go through a powerful episode today of Thriving Entrepreneur. Are you ready for an amazingly wonderful trip? Well, then let's go together. 
We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven, we've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve, reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now, what are you waiting for? Grab a pen, here we go. All you gotta do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. Let's see now if we can learn some secrets on winning in loss. A lot of times we have great grievous things that injure us deeply emotionally, but there is a place of victory even in those darkest, deepest of wounds. So let's talk to this international best-selling author and see if we can get some insight into how we can, even when injured by somebody else emotionally, we can learn how to win in loss. Join me in welcoming Julie Edgington. Hey, Julie, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do in the world. Um, well, I am author of Preacher's Little Secret. Um, I'm also a mother to six and grandmother to two. Um, I just really enjoy trying to figure out how to change limiting beliefs and um, working with psychology and just trying to figure myself out. And I figured if I want to figure myself out, there's probably other people out there too that want to figure things out and move forward in life. And that's kind of what I do. Preacher's Little Secret, book one in the Everything for Reasons series Tell us a little bit of the backstory of where the book comes from. Well, I've always been a writer since I learned how to write. I was writing down what was happening around me. Um, So at one point I started to put together what I had written throughout my life. And I wanted to start with what I thought was the beginning, which of course, would be my parents. And I never knew my father growing up. I actually had thought that he had passed away before I was born. Um, And then my mother had passed away when I was 11 years old. So after she died, I was just kind of curious about, you know, why didn't I really know anything about my father? And In my 20s, I decided to explore that and find him, and I found out he was alive, and he was actually a preacher, Um, and I went to meet him, and basically, he rejected me and didn't want anything to do with me, which left me feeling abandoned and rejected, Um, and it caused a lot of issues in my life. Even as an adult, it caused issues. Um, just trying to deal with not being good enough and, you know, a lot of feelings that came along with that. So I kind of worked through that and learned how to change my perspective to not only get through it, but benefit from what happened. So if you could go back and talk to the 11 year old or 
right in there version of yourself. Um, what did you learn going through that process of being rejected by your birth father and so on that you wish you would have known before you even started into it? Well, I think I probably would have prepared myself more for that rejection. Um, you have like this idealistic thought or image of what's going to happen when you meet your father. You think that, you know, he's, he's going to want you. He's going to be excited about you. And you've, you kind of build up this fairy tale world in your mind before you meet somebody like that. And I wish I would have prepared myself more for the rejection or the possibility of it. I think I thought about it a little bit, but then I would always say, well, no way. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't anybody want me around? You know, <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm great. Why wouldn't you want me? So um, it just wasn't a possibility to me that that would happen. And then I think because it wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. It was even more crushing to me when I met him. Mm, that makes total sense. So the series is called Everything for a Reason. And I know it took you a while to get to why there could possibly be a reason for what you went through. But looking back now, what was the reason? I think there was many different reasons, but there was probably a main reason. Um, there is the main reason why that had to happen to me. Um, I needed to be a certain type of person later on in life. When I would have my fourth child, um, he was born with a birth defect and had open heart surgery when he was eight days old. Um, we weren't expecting him to make it. And I used what I learned from my father as kind of motivation to make sure that I wasn't that type of parent that I, I never made any of my children feel rejected. And I wanted to be there with my son and help him through this and make sure that he was okay. I learned what I didn't want to be from my dad. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, had I not had that experience, maybe I wouldn't have been as strong and maybe I wouldn't have known rejection. And, you know, I think it definitely helped me through what I had to go through with my son. Mm. That's a really interesting perspective. So learning to manifest the future we want out of the present that we don't want, what are some keys to being able to do that? The first thing you need to do to manifest anything is to see it as a possibility, I think. Um, and you have to get out of your head instead of creating all this bad stuff, like more rejection and, you know, more of any bad feeling. You want to get out of that and you want to get this different perspective. You know, what, what else could my dad been trying to teach me through this? And instead of saying, well, this happened to me and, you know, this is horrible. I make believe and say, well, you know, there is a reason for this. I asked my father to come here and be this kind of dad to me so that I could learn these lessons. And that way I take control over it. You know, if I have control over the situation and I know that it happened because I asked for it to happen and that there were lessons to be learned out of it, then I don't live in that bad feeling anymore. And I can move on to manifest the good things that I want. I get that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So there's that moment of the trauma, though. How do we move ourselves from the hurt to a place where we can begin to regroup and, uh, and work on where we want to go from there? Well, I think that everybody's trying to get out of the trauma as fast as they can without hurting um, at all. 
or as little as possible. And I don't think that that's always the right way to go about it. I think that being in the situation and learning your lesson from what's happened is probably the fastest way to get to where you're feeling good about it or at least feeling like it's over and you can move on from it. Um, sad to me is just a feeling or trauma to me is just an experience. And for me, I have to allow myself to have the trauma, have the experience and be in it until I feel like I'm bored of it almost. When I'm bored of it, I know it's over and I can move on. You've used the phrase a couple of times and I'd like to dive a little deeper into it. You talk about being in the trauma. So how do you be in the trauma without, you know, without hurting yourself? You know what I'm saying? How do you just be in that moment of the trauma that you're in? Yeah. I think it's remembering that everything happens for a reason. Um, and even though we don't see the reason right at that moment, we can either make one up or just have faith in knowing that everything's happening for a reason and allowing yourself to go through the trauma, you know, is basically having faith that, you know, it's happening and it needs to happen and it's going to, it's going to eventually be okay. And you are essentially in the moment you're okay. You know, as long as you aren't dead, you're okay. You're still okay. Mm, I like that. So let's, uh, let's move into teacher mode. Let's teach people who find themselves in the midst of the trauma. What is something they could do right now, immediately actively to be okay in the trauma that they're in and yet still move forward in life? I think the number one thing that I do is write. Um, whether it's writing your own story, writing what your feelings are, um, you know, making up a scenario like I did with my dad and like I've done in other stories that I have, you know, maybe like what I did, I said, okay, before I came to this earth, I met this man and he said, he's my father. And you know, we have a conversation and this is, this is why I asked him to be this kind of father to me. <clears throat> and I think the more you write, the more it kind of eases the pain or eases the trauma because you're getting it out. That makes sense. So if a person needed to go deeper with you, do you, do you help people? Um, going through trauma and things like that? How can a person work with you? Um, I have a Facebook page um, at Preacher's Little Secret on Facebook. You can find me there. Um, I also have a website that I'm building. It's not quite up yet, but eventually I'll have the website up and people can get a hold of me there too. And the website I'll put on the Facebook page. Perfect. Um, and so they can just find you, Julie Edgington, as the Facebook page, or is there a name to the to the page? It's at Preachers Little, Little, I can't say it, Secret, <laughs> Preachers, L-I-L, -L, Secret. Perfect. And that's Preachers with an apostrophe, too. So P-R-E-A-C-H-E-R, apostrophe S, L-I. Is there apostrophe in the Lil in the in the Facebook group? You know, I don't know if there is any apostrophes. Okay. So Preacher's Little Secret. Well, Julie, yeah. the book, Preacher's Little Secret, Everything for a Reason, book one series um, by Julie Edgington. It's available on Amazon. Um, I encourage people to get it today. Julie, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thank you. I enjoyed myself. I hope for you too, in the times that people have treated you in a way that you didn't deserve, those grievous wounds that they've done against you emotionally, that you learned some insights and that you now can begin to see hope and possibility and a win for yourself 
even in that most egregious of losses. We're going to take another commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about winning in loss. In the last segment, we were talking about how to overcome when we are emotionally or even physically wounded by another person. Now let's move into the grieving process. Those wounds from the loss of someone special to us, the things that we're grieving over, and let's see how we can discover the win even in that kind of loss. We've got another great uh, international best-selling author here for you to help us be able to discover the secret on how to win in the loss, even a loss like grief. All right, everybody, here we are today announcing an exciting book coming out. So glad that you're here with us. I hope you'll jump on live or on the repay. We are announcing the launch the marketing launch for The Borrowed Daughter, A Journey Beyond the Edge of Life. And I have the author, Santa Browner, here with me to be able to talk about the book. I'm so excited about this. So join me in welcoming Santa Browner. Hey, Santa, how are you doing today? Thank you. Um, I'm really great. I'm excited. It's like, wow, you know, and I am thankful, you know, to have the opportunity to speak about the message, the book, and uh, just to, you know, interact absolutely so tell us first a little bit about you um you know and just who you are in the world okay uh so here i am my name is sana drona i'm living in vienna and that's my hometown i was um actually like around 20 when i started to join the media you know um business as an editor and just writing first, with 28, I became a chief editor of a huge um, magazine with 1,300,000 samples here in Austria. And the point was, I was just really used to work a lot, you know, for me it was like, you know, and that was a bit of my problem because um, I, I was working a lot and I was actually afterwards, you know, I realized that I compared my value, you know, how much I work also with my self-value at some point. And so I was, and, you know, with 28, 30 around, you know, I was questioning, you know, where I'm going to more, you know, be towards my career even more, what I'm going to, where I'm heading and, or going to create a family because I was already with my, that time husband for almost, you know, eight years together. And so around 30, I got my first son. And uh, two and a half years later, uh, our uh, daughter arrived. And so here I am, you know, working uh, and expanding in more, you know, becoming in business-wise and the other side expanding familiar, my family, you know, it's like also. And so, yes, and so I was just like, you know, rolling and rolling and doing and working and towards, you know, uh, towards the point when I 
myself, you know, did not realize there is a, is a bit of um, uh, a stop. I wouldn't, I need just some rest for something. And yeah, well, then it happens that life did put me on stop. Uh, this was actually my story where it begins, you know, the other side of um, uh, entering a different world. Oh, yeah. So you had an event that happened to you that many people will never have happened to us. Tell us a little bit about what you went through. Well, you know, it was this, um, for Christmas, we always, you know, it's really cold here in Vienna, like in many places here in Europe. And we, uh, it's the time when we can, you know, take some, um, some holiday and we are always somewhere where it's sunny, where it's hot, where it's like really, you know, to enjoy and to be on the beach and just to like rest. And so this was the, we have been like arrived in Thailand around the, uh, December 20th. And it was actually, we are speaking right now about, um, December the 26th, um, around 10 o'clock in the morning when uh, we are just, you know, having a nice breakfast, long breakfast, late breakfast, and enjoying our time together. It's the family. It's like uh, my husband, uh, the son, the daughter. The son is Alexander. The daughter's name is Alexandra Anita. And uh, my mom, my sister, her son, and friends with us, you know. And, you know, just there we are, you know, sitting, enjoying, and I'm like, okay, I go, because some of us, you know, went already to the room back, some of just like, you know, uh, wanting to go uh, just, because the restaurant, uh, to explain it, was actually on the beach, you know. So, uh, to change, you know, you had to go to the room, and it was, uh, you know, a 10 minutes walk, you know, it was a very huge um, hotel complex it had at that time the biggest swimming pool in asia it was like you know i don't know if people can imagine when it's like in venice you have this like uh, uh swimming pool where you go from one um side of the hotel complex under bridges to the other side and it's like you know really a very very beautiful huge um water hotel complex a lot of and our room was at that time um in look located in a way that you could just step from the room in the water so this was a little bit of, so you just step in there and you can swim actually front to the beach or something like so just to get an idea how it was actually so my mom my sister and the little one you know decided they will stay at um the restaurant and I went, um, Helmut, my uh, husband at that time, you know, we separated, we divorced, but we are still good friends. That's why I'm saying like that time. So let's call him Helmut, you know. It's the father of Alexander and Anita. He was already, he went with Alexander and his cousin and they were swimming in the pool somehow. And, um, and I am coming back from the breakfast entering the room going through the room to the balcony to the you know where is actually the pool in front of me and i'm saying hey let's just take our beach stuff and go and meet you the other at the beach but it was not that i could just really i was speaking but at the same time i'm realizing water i'm realizing it's not just water it's just massive water without you know you 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 just don't know where and how and it's just coming and it was uh it it brought i mean it just i just you know went you know because i was actually between in in the door between out and inside of the room so the water just came and you know i just and it's so now i'm explaining something what happens in a in a time, so I'm expanding time, you know, I'm really expanding time because at that moment when the water came, you, you just, you know, I'm in a room, but the wave was 12 meter high. So it's a three story high wave. It's not just like there is a water. It's just like everything, everything is underwater. 
So the room, it was a second, the room was full with water. And I'm explaining my, in the book because this is what's like, uh, yeah, I, how I gave the, my whole story meaning and actually help, you know, some. The point is like, I am, there in the water, there is, at some point you are in a room underwater in the next moment, you everything broke you know you're still underwater but you're not anymore in the room you're outside but you're still underwater and you know exactly you know you're just in this washing machine you you don't know where is up where is down where is like you want to come on the surface and you paddle and something and you do like you know everything to come out of the water no way you know and at some point you know at some point i was just you know saying to myself that's the way how you live from this world so because there was no more power no more breath nothing you know and just to imagine i was that and okay let's finish here i was at that moment when i decided i'm going to give up you know from this whole noise where I was and trying and fighting and, you know, being pushed and, and being like, you know, not, not, no idea what's happening, where I am, how I'm going to get out of this situation, situation. It was just like, I just, you know, like somebody pressed the button stop and here I am in a, in a, in a total different space, a space where it's silent. It's like, it's like just silence. It's just like nothing to hear. Nothing. And it's peaceful. And in the next moment, I hear this, it's just really, I hear how Sana's voice is asking this other Sana, like this one who is struggling with life and the, this one who is just in peace with everything is like, Sana, Sana, do you want to live? And there is a moment of silence, but then I hear again Sana's voice. She says, yes, yes, I do. And here I have again, Somebody pressed the button and poof, noise. I'm struggling with my life. I'm just like, you know, fighting. Where is up? Where is down? How am I getting? You know? And then comes the moment when I just like, poof, you know, getting the first breath. And I'm like looking around myself. And I'm like half a mile out of the hotel. It's just looking back. It's back. And I'm heading towards the forest and it's still everything water and I'm grabbing, you know, the little side mirror of a car, a van who is just coming with the, you know, stream with the water and I'm holding there myself, you know, and just like, wow. And I was like, and the interesting thing is, you know, Steve, it was like, here I am getting my first breeze for the first word I'm saying is, Thank you. And I'm like wondering myself, like, what for? Because it's like, I was thinking, you know, because I never heard about the word tsunami before. I was thinking the whole world is underwater. Because how can it be that we here, you know, it was just, it was just sunny beach. You're laying your holiday. You have been in this five star hotel and it's like, you know, resting and it's like, and it's not a minute and your ma and your whole life changed. And it's not that I went through this, but what I had to realize, you know, this was like 10.30, like, let's jump like through now, you know, it's like at around 11, I'm finding some of the family, but I'm having to realize, you know, some hours later that my mom is missing and the little daughter. 
So uh, we are, and this is actually this is actually what happened that morning. Then what happened, you know, later on is just uh, when you go through a extreme, really extreme, very extreme situation like this is like, okay, what are you going to hold on? And the interesting thing for me, so now I'm like looking from the sauna so many years later, you know, how I actually behaved that time and what helped me to be in a really extreme situation and yet to experience that if you don't fall in this place where you feel, oh, it happened to me, instead of like, I, my mind is not going to help me now. Nobody outside is going to help me now because the pain I'm, I'm feeling inside is so extreme. Like, you know, it's just like, it's like there is no word, you know, that because it's like not that the body is under pain. The body was under pain. I was hurt. I was damaged. I'm everything, you know, was like, but the point is like the pain is so massive that you, because you have all these questions, you know, because I knew my mother passed away at the same time when I was like coming on the water and up of the water and I had a tree where I was holding on after the car, you know, went down under the water and I had to let it go. You know, I knew I got the message that my mom, she just, you know, perished. She chose to go. And for the little one, I had this message where right now you're not going to do anything for her because you have to take care of yourself, but it's going to be taken care of her. And I kind of saw some pictures, you know, from her and this comparing to the other pictures, which I saw, you know, my mom leaving this, this, her body and, and planet and everything. And so it's like, um, the thing is like, well, I instantly, at that moment, everything, you know, when I came out of this world and I instantly had um, kind of two lives, you know, going with me in a way of like always with the voice that connected to this deeper, you know, intelligence, to this deeper wisdom, to the source of yourself of this invisible part of this really emotional and guided the other one who was in the body, what to do next, you know, what step next, how to behave, what to say, what to do, how to act, you know, it's like, because it was like, you know, I was just there because we stayed there for a while, for some days, for a week, for some weeks. We came back to look her after her again, to search, to look. It was like for several months, you know, it was like for a while until I had to say, um, to come to one point to say, I have to let go. You know, it's, it's a moment where you, um, but you know, this was kind of because waking up every day, you know, realizing wow where i am what kind of world you know where is my child what is happening with her who is with her is she alive is she not you know you are never sure because you are just like you know just like ping ping you know your everything is like your emotion your i mean your emotions uh are on roller coaster your mind is on roller coaster it's just because you, you can't find so easily peace. And that's what you can't also, that's what I want to say also like to everybody. It's like when it happens, you have to, uh, not to suppress the emotions. You have to, you know, I mean, I was crying. I could, I, I see myself, you know, on the, on the side of the, of the highway where I was looking, you know, the cars and I'm like, because you have all these pickups, you know, and I'm standing there on the street and my, and I'm just crying, crying. And I can feel because the sun is so, uh, so, so, so burning, so hot and everything that I have 
I, I get a salty crust on my whole face. And, and so it's like, but there is this part of you who still has to function at some point. And so you have to allow yourself that to be, you, you are in pain. You're just in pain, you know, but not to lose yourself in pain. And um, it's just to be an observer and to just, you know, always look for the message behind this, you know, what is the message behind? Because it's, uh, I, I, I'm a, a strong believer, I'm not a believer in religion, but I'm a strong believer that uh, there is always a meaning matter what, in a, no matter what happens, you know. And and that time I was just like, you know, the, the first help for me was like connect to this part of you, of your, you know, source of your, in, because it's instant there, you know, it's, you don't have to call, you have, don't have to go somewhere, you don't have to, uh, you know, change whatever, you, it's just there, you know, and just communicate. I was a walking, talking prayer. I was just, I accept, I surrender, I ask for help, and I thank for help. I was just like inside myself, even in what silence, but it was like, I accept, I surrender. I was like, you know, because I need help. I don't know what to do otherwise, you know? It's like, because I still, coming home, I was working, you know, at some point. Right. Producing newspaper. I was, I was, you know, chief editor of a magazine that time. It's such an amazing story, and there's so much more for people. And afterwards, you unpack for them. How do you rise above circumstances like that? What can you learn from the most devastating of circumstances? Um, the book is called The Borrowed Daughter, A Journey Beyond the Edge of Life. It's an amazing book. You really, really got to get it. Santa, I am so excited for the marketing launch we're doing today and all the things coming with your book. Um, and uh, anybody that wants to continue posting on this thread, we'll both be here all day, uh, you know, talking about the book. And I hope that you all will go and get it. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here on Alive today. Thank you too, to have give me the possibility to, um, yeah, to speak about the message which I'm carrying and why I wrote the book because it's uh, it's I gave my story a meaning and I actually encourage everybody because all of us have their you know our story. It's just a different topic, but it's where you get shaked, where you you know kind of your the bottom it gets pulled away and there is nothing to hold on. All of us have this and this book is like, you know, um, helps to understand, you know, that everything we, your story, your story too has a meaning and it would be nice and it would be great if everybody can give their story a meaning. Uh, that's what's actually the message of the book. That was so much fun. We got to do that as a Facebook Live, live into YouTube, live into Twitter, and then we took this recording and used it for the radio show. Fun way to do things. I may do that a lot more with my authors. We had a lot of fun with that launch. Just became an international bestseller uh, between yesterday and today. So really, really exciting stuff. And I hope that in that, you learn some secrets to overcoming, to winning in loss. Even the deepest, most painful type of losses where grieving is, of course, going to happen. Where you can learn and grow and thrive and be an overcomer. We're going to take one more quick commercial break here. And then we'll be right back with some ending uh, remarks here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. 
Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven, we've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve, reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now, what are you waiting for? Grab a pen, here we go. All you gotta do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com, book a talk with Steve, it's proven, it's guaranteed, it's gonna happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks so much for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. I'm so glad to have you here with me. I just really enjoyed bringing these authors to you. Uh, It's so amazing and incredible to be able to really dive into something like hurt and grief and loss and be able to see in them that there is a win. There is opportunity. There is silver linings to your clouds. And maybe as you begin to clear your blurry eyes, you will see all of the opportunity and the possibility. That doesn't mean that the hurts don't hurt. That doesn't mean that the grieving isn't real. But it does mean that there is very likely, very possible, if you're open to it, something that can be manifested into your life that will come through that circumstance. I'm not one of those kind of people that believes that, you know, God actually dumps stuff like that on us to be mean to us. You know, you only have to go through that and then you'll be, I don't think it works that way. But I do think that in the midst of stuff, God is always trying to lead us back to better, best, through the process of things that that come and stuff that we go through, that he's there leading and guiding us and going, okay, this horrible thing happened, but here's the truth. Now here's opportunity for you that you would have never had elsewise. Not that I wanted you to go through it, but since you did, What the devil intended for evil, we're going to turn into even more good, make things even better. I always think of the story of Joseph. You know, I mean, Joseph, I mean, first his brothers sell him into slavery and tell his dad that he got killed. And he's there working as a slave. And he, because of the deep committed values he has, and the hard work ethic, he rises to the top of Potiphar's house. And then, you know, Potiphar's wife, when he won't sleep with his boss's wife, she tells him he did anyway, and he gets thrown in jail. And he spends years in jail, and then the two guys come in. The, uh, you know, the cup bearer and the baker for the king and he interprets their dreams and like oh that's so amazing and it happens exactly as he said it would and they forget him well the one guy does the other guy gets killed that's a whole different story uh well it's actually part of that story um you know and he's stuck still in jail but even in the jail he has risen to be the you know right hand man to the to the jailer given all kinds of authority and responsibility, it's just he can't leave the jail. He thrives even where he is. And possibility arises in the worst of all situations. And then finally, when the world needs exactly who he is, his name comes to mind. 
and he rises to second in command, second to only Pharaoh himself, and is able to save his entire family, his entire bloodline, and the whole entire nation of Israel rises up out of being sold into slavery, thrown into jail, forgotten by the very people that he's helped. That's winning in loss. We can't sometimes, unfortunately, stop the losses. We can't keep ourselves from having things happen to us. People pass. People are cruel sometimes. And they leave grievous wounds, gaping holes within us that will be part of who we are for the rest of our lives. It just... They just are, but they don't define us. They don't, um, you know, limit us. If anything, they become feathers in our wings to allow us to soar and fly even higher because of the very thing that was meant for evil. I really hope you can see that in the stories that our international best-selling authors shared with you in that story of Joseph in the Bible and so many other things in your own life and that you can begin winning even at loss. That you can see yourself as the victor that you were born and intended to be. It's not about how many times you fall down. I heard the quote from Vince Lombardi. You know, I mentioned earlier I was watching the Super Bowl, right? It's not if you get knocked down eight times It's about, can you get up the ninth? That's the victor. That's the real winning attitude. No matter how many times you get knocked down, it's about getting up one more time. It's about turning those things that could so easily have buried you into stepping stones to get you across the impassable rivers in life and over to the other side where we need you so much where all that you are, all that you do, shines so brightly and makes such a hugely incredible difference in the world just by you being you. Now, some of the words I just used, though, were are a little bit overwhelming. They're a little bit maybe too much to take on when we start talking about purpose and changing the world and making a huge difference. So let me just put it to you real simply. All we need to do is just maximize today to be the best version of ourselves where we are today, where we're planted to grow there, to be even more and better. But just maximizing today. Be the best you that you can be today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. It's joys and, yes, it's struggles. And you will still win even in your losses because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. Thank you for showing up in this world as the who that you are. Until we're together again next time, I hope you're happy, safe, warm, and loved, and that you have an amazingly great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. who's on a mission stand out with your brand out (laughs) check this out guys yep everything's marketing and marketing is everything your existing book can become a best-selling book or even hey like mine a number one international best-selling book in five days listen if your business isn't known by everybody it's obscurity and that's death right the same thing is true for your book if you're not happy with the way your book is performing you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling Go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You